You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Let's hit the waiver wire, Zach. Um, Puka Nakua is at number one. He's a, he's a high-priority guy to, to grab. Kenny Gable's at number two. We talked about him as well. Kyron Williams is at three. Talked about him. Josh Kelly's at four. Justice Hill is at five. Now, uh, if you didn't listen to ep- yesterday's episode, why Justice Hill over J.K. Dobbins? Real quick, only That's because it. this is a different offense. Oh, what did I say? He said Dobbins. Of course, you're oh, taking him over Dobbins. Why Justice Hill yeah, over Gus sure. Edwards? Yeah. <laughs> it's because, by the way, J.K. Dobbins, the, the Achilles was confirmed today that it was, in fact, a torn Achilles. He'll be out for the year. You know, hopefully, you know, hopefully we see him back on the field again. But the reason why Justice Hill over over Gus Edwards, we've been used to Gus Edwards for several years now with with uh, Greg Roman as their OC. Now they have Todd Munkin as their OC, who prefers Justice Hill. It's just something that has been the case during training camp. That's what the reports have been. Justice Hill has been a standout at training camp. Okay, it's not even just like they, he just played over him. He was a standout. He was playing very well. It was noticeable. And he was playing over Gus Edwards in camp and preseason. That's really what it comes down to. And then what happened when J.K. Dobbins got hurt? Who came in for that goal line carry? Justice Hill. Who came in? Who was the main running back when he went out? Justice Hill. So pick him up over Gus Edwards. He's not as versatile as you need to be for this offense. Okay. It wasn't just that one goal line carry. It was two. Because I remember we talked about it would have been a three-touchdown game. For J.K. Dobbins, if he had just stayed healthy, and he was getting that usage, so I'm not mm-hmm. saying Justice. I'm not saying Justice Hill is going to step right into that and get that type of usage, but he's definitely going to be doing better than Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards has been like a non-factor, you know, at this point so far throughout the offseason and out through Week One. I have Gus Edwards down at 18 in my waiver wire rankings. That might be too low, but I'm just not interested. Right. I'm just not. There's more. There's a lot more going on with this Ravens offense. I mean, in terms of weapons in the passing game and with Justice Hill, you know, for him to be exactly. getting like a fancy relevant workload. This is not like a run first, run heavy offense anymore, right? Where yeah. like these running backs are valuable, that valuable um, to the point where like, I'm sorry, like a, a non-versatile running back will be valuable like Gus Edwards, right? Yeah, the scheme um, is going to carry him. Exactly, exactly. Um, by the way, if you guys want fab recommendations, I will have an article up uh, on our uh, exclusive part of our website at upperhandfantasy.com um, with waiver wire. Um, at, first of all, we'll have the waiver wire ads. That's going to be available for everyone. But the fab advice will be part of our premium package for all of our subscribers. So you can go check that out at upperhandfantasy.com. That'll be available tomorrow. Um, that will kind of give fab recommendations for all these players. Okay. So right. that could help you out if you're wondering like how much fab you want to put down on these guys. Okay. Um, Justice Hill as at five. Jacoby Myers uh, is at six here. Uh, Kendrick Bourne is at seven. Why Myers over Bourne? Because Myers is a better wide receiver. Number one, he's he's also demanded a high target share in the past too. And look, look what happened. A high target share player is getting a high target share again. Oh, okay. Like that's 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 not new. Uh, Kendrick Bourne at seven. Zay Jones is at eight. Um, I'm tempted to put Zay over Kendrick Bourne. To be honest, um, but you know he's right there. You know, just this is just mm. in case Bourne actually becomes a wide receiver one. I like Zay a lot, and I have a I have a feeling that he might end up outscoring Christian Kirk this year. I think it's possible, just with the fact that Christian Kirk is running way less routes now. 
Um, I have Jalen Warren at nine. Um, he's available in some leagues. Again, we talked about this yesterday with him and Najee split in 50-50 pretty much on early downs. Um, actually, it wasn't pretty much. It was exactly 50-50 <laughs> in terms of snaps on early downs. Um, and he's getting more work now as well. Hopefully, that offense can turn around. The thing is, like, I don't know how playable he is. You know, the offense really needs to be take that step forward for him to be playable. Um, <laughs> I, I can say the same for Najee, too, to be honest with you. So yeah. that's why he's down here. But he is one of the best handcuffs that you can grab. Yeah. Right. The offense can take um, the step forward. I think they can. It had a tough matchup yesterday against Fort. Yeah, it was a so it was a terrible performance. There's no way they yeah. don't bounce back. It's kind of similar to what the Giants situation is. I, I have and more confidence Bengals. in the Giants than yeah. the Steelers offense, but you know, it is what it is. And the Bengals. Yeah, there are a lot of games they, like that. For sure. It's week one. It's week one. Yep. Uh Romeo Dubs at ten here. Um, should he be higher, Zach? Romeo Dubs. Eh. I think if Christian Watson comes back, this is appropriate because he's not okay. going to be dominating target share like that. So okay. assuming yep. Christian Watson can be back for week two, this makes sense. If we hear early in the week that Christian Watson is trending towards not playing again, then maybe bump him up a little bit. But at that point, obviously, the waivers will have gone through. So for me, I'm not making him a huge priority, especially when there are other receivers on the waiver wire that you can get ahead of him, even as deep as Jacoby Myers, that type of thing. Even Zay Jones. Like... Those types of guys, you can get them. They're going to have similar value. It's not going to be like you're missing out on Romeo Dubs with the amount of players that are on the wire that you can get ahead of him. So I think 10 makes sense. There's no reason to put him higher. Rashid Shahid shows up at number 11 here. Um, I, I like Shahid. I think a lot of people were calling for him as a sleeper this year. For me, it was really about like all the weapons that are there. However, you look at what he did last year, super efficient as an undrafted rookie, third in yards per route run among all wide receivers uh, with at least 30 targets. So that's something, there's something there. Um, he showed the f- talent, he flashed it. Now he has a quarterback upgrade and he shows up in week one. Um, I don't think it was a surprise that that happened. So I do want to throw him on my roster just to see if something like this can continue. He's not going to be a consistent guy every single week getting you big numbers. This is more of a, I look at him kind of like a Darnell Mooney. Um, that type of player, right? Uh, two years ago, right. where like you know you could throw him in your lineup and you know he could get you a forty-yard touchdown, right? That's kind of how I look at him um, as that potential splash option. Um, Roshan Johnson, I have him at twelve. Um, you know he played a bigger role than I thought he would in week one. Number one and number two, he could eventually take over um, the one A role because him coming in one of the most efficient running backs in this draft um you know limited work in college behind Bijan robinson but he's a very good running back is he somebody that should be a little bit higher zach or do you think that this is just going to be an annoying backfield all year long i don't want to say it's going to be an annoying backfield all year long i think it's going to eventually shift from a three-man to a two-man and in that sense it's going to be rashawn johnson Cleo herbert like we said so he's worth targeting i do agree that having him as a long-term target makes more sense right now yeah. You know, it was a negative game script. He got a bunch of receiving work that I don't really anticipate him getting that much on a weekly basis, especially with Justin Fields, at quarterback. If things are going right for the Bears, you know, on offense, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of checking it down to the running back, you know, in the Bears offense. It's going to be more Justin Fields using his legs and getting DJ more involved. Like this target distribution is liable to switch up and start moving towards DJ more. We want that to happen it's liable to happen at this point. So Roshan Johnson, I think he makes sense here. I don't think it's just going to be an annoying backfield all year long, but he has the potential that you target 
you know, obviously, if he would take over, you can get him on the waivers right now. It's really cheap too, with all the guys up at the top. Like you're gonna you're gonna be sitting pretty if you grab him. So not not a bad idea to throw a dollar, two, three at Rashawn Johnson. See if you can get him. I have two two Atwell at thirteen here. Um, the reason why he's this low, I I just think that you know it's possible that the target share kind of redistributes a little bit, like. You know, what if Tyler Higby gets more involved? Like we've seen Tutu Atwell in this offense, right? Before. Yep. Um, so th- it's it's kind of like, you know, this seems more of a flash in the pan than anything, which is why I have him here at 13. I have him as a short term ad. I don't think he's somebody that will be too fantasy relevant when Cooper Cup comes back. Yeah. Six for one, 119 is also very efficient. I mean, you look at the way that Puka Nakua got his 119 yards, that was on 15 targets. That is why he's much higher. You know, he's getting his production in a much more sustainable way and Tutu Atwell while Cooper Cup is out he'll be fine like I said worth throwing some fab dollars at him if you don't want to go after Puka Nakua he'll be able to get you some production these next few weeks but I think if Cooper Cup comes back somebody's going to be nudged out of this target distribution and it's probably going to be Tutu Atwell if Puka Nakua keeps playing like he did in week one I have Rashi Rice here at 14 as a long-term ad you know guys a lot of you guys know that I'm not a Rashi Rice guy but however Listen, in his limited snaps, he was targeted on a high rate, okay? Number one. And number two, this wide receiver core is completely, like, for lack of a better term, pretty shitty, right? So there yeah. is <laughs> there is opportunity here for Rashi Rice to emerge um, if they continue to give him more snaps. Will that happen? Who knows? They started him out as a rotational guy. He, he was targeted at a high percentage uh, per route run. So if they get more, if he gets more routes, he could get a high high you know, high target share. He looked good in the preseason too, right? And he's ha- there, he's he has made plays. So I think there is a chance that he becomes, you know, a little bit more fantasy relevant. So he's like a guy that I'm picking up and I'm stashing um, if you don't need the immediate help. Right. So do you think there's a chance that he could be the de facto wide receiver one for the Chiefs at any point this season? Obviously behind Travis. If I, if I, listen, if I had to guess right now who, if there was one, who is it going to be? I would guess it's him because who else would it be now? You know, obviously, you know, they have other guys there. Like Kadarius <laughs> Tony, like I, I, I just don't think he can stay healthy. Like that's my concern with him. You know, he would be the de facto, but like, can we really trust him? I think Rashi Rice is a legit, you know, Sky Moore, like super disappointing. Like he didn't do his thing in year one, obviously. But he didn't get the playing time for a reason, it seems like. And now he gets the playing time and hardly gets targeted. So mm-hmm. I, I can't, you know, that disappoints me a ton. So now Rashi Rice is on my radar at this point. Yeah. I think That's it's kind worth of the way where I pick him. Just the way, like you mentioned, the there's so much room for this Chiefs wide receiver room to move around. There's a lot of moving parts. It could be one yeah. guy one week and another guy the next. It's worth targeting a guy that has talent there and who also earned the targets, like you mentioned. It was yeah. One week sample size but worth just giving it a shot. That's kind of how I'm looking at it. Ty J Spears, I have him at 15. Um, he was sharing sharing the sharing snaps with Derrick Henry from the start of that game. Um, yeah. It was by design that he was in there. So he got he got some carries. He got some targets. He was running a bunch of routes. So this is a long-term ad, really. like I, I don't really feel comfortable starting him or anything like that, but he's just somebody that you throw on the back of your bench, see if they use him as a weapon, number one. And number two, if Derrick Henry ever were to get hurt, he is going to be in every down type of back or, or at least a three down back at the very least and i think he can have some value um if that were to happen he looks good man he looks like a good running back so uh, yeah. i'm a fan of his i've been a fan of his since, since the senior bowl and um i'm looking forward to what he could do 
I, I think he's a yeah. solid stash if you need one. He is. The only thing for me is Derrick Henry, even though they used uh, Ty J Spears a lot, Derrick Henry didn't look bad. <laughs> you know, no, it's like, not at all. I don't want them to force this age cliff on him. We talked about this yesterday, how <laughs> they're kind of forcing the issue here, but like there's no reason to. Derrick Henry still looks good. I'd let him, you know, and I expect that to continue. I'd let him dominate the snaps right now. I don't think it's going to be this way for the rest of the season, but you know, we'll see it how it not. goes. <clears throat> I, it I, might I, I not. hope not. I, 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 if I had Derrick Henry, like I wouldn't, I don't love this at all. No. You know, because oh, it's like of course not. I no. drafted him to, I drafted him so that you guys can just like ride him till the wheels fall off, right? Yeah. And that's <laughs> that's what I and drafted him na- for. <laughs> now suddenly they're like, oh. We got to do the oil change on this car now. Yeah, <laughs> so right, like, right, it's like having exactly, a car, exactly. you just let it go. You keep driving it until the wheels fall off, like you said. But now they're suddenly realizing, oh, well, maybe we need to take care of this car. Maybe they're maybe thinking, we don't do so many long, long trips on this car. You know, we just kind of drive it locally. No, right. that's not what we want. Maybe that's they're thinking like maybe they see a rebuild around the corner because the way the Titans are structured right now, they're not really a long-term team in terms of what they have, in terms of talent on the roster. Maybe they're looking at, like, we I should start salvaging Titans this think, guy. I think the Titans think that they're a playoff team. Really? I mean, yeah, yes. I guess signing DeAndre Hopkins would indicate that. But maybe yeah. now they're, like, backtracking and just getting an insurance policy, and they're saying, well, Derrick Henry's the most attractive player on our team in terms of what he can do for another football team. Maybe we don't wear him out as much this season salvage him in case we need to trade him away in a rebuild but that's all speculation at this point it's just interesting to see that what is this this, a dynasty roster madden franchise it's madden franchise (laughs) (laughs) but no it's just like i'm trying to come up with an an excuse for why they're using tiger spirit so much (laughs) you know what i mean yeah yeah no i hear that i remember when um what's his name um uh who was who was the who was the titans oc i think it was I think it was LaFleur. I think it was Matt LaFleur was a Titans OC when they were using um, that running back from the Patriots. Uh, was it Dion? I forgot who it was. There was like a running back from the Patriots that they were using. I forgot who it was. He was super tiny compared to Derek. Oh, Henry. yeah, Dion Lewis. Dion Lewis, that's who it was. Yeah, exactly. So Dion mm-hmm. Lewis and Derek Henry were sharing, sharing snaps. It was absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> the dumbest <laughs> this, thing I've ever seen. That's a stark contrast. <laughs> it's pretty much what Aaron that. Jones and AJ Dillon look like, except like the talent is like the opposite. Uh, on yeah. that one, so AJ those were our top fifteen. <laughs> those are top fifteen waiver wire pickups. Um, Zach Ertz is at sixteen. Luke Musgrave, Gus Edwards, Zach Moss could be coming back. He's at nineteen. Calvin Austin played directly behind Deontay Johnson, got a high targets per route run than Allen Robinson in this game. So if Deontay Johnson were to be out, I think Calvin really could fit in. Oh, sorry, Calvin Austin could fit in uh, right behind him pretty nicely and earn those targets. Uh, Hunter Henry's at twenty one followed by a whole bunch of other guys okay guys uh it's all going to be up on the website upperhandfantasy.com it's up there right now you can check out the waiver wire rankings there for myself for tyler our consensus rankings um yeah so go check that out appreciate you guys and uh we'll see you again tomorrow see you later bye-bye 2400 sports is an odyssey company 